Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I'm Pastor Miller. I'll be your host this morning. And we have uh, with us again today, uh, Brother Austin Griffiths, a great evangelist and my friend. We had him on last week and I wanted to, we, I felt like we just didn't get everything we needed on that podcast. I want to hear more from him and more about his ministry. So uh, we welcome him back again today. And we're so glad you decided that you had time to come back and share with us again on our podcast. Well, I appreciate your invitation. We appreciate PHT and appreciate you so much and have come to love you and love the church. Thank you so much. And we was talking uh, some about your uh, how you got called into the ministry and how you uh, your marriage and, and everything first started and how God brought you. He brought you a long way. He really did. Yes, sir. And uh, I, some of that, you know, I didn't even know, Brother Austin, how, how you got away from God, joined the service, and then come back and, and uh, got our conviction. God saved you. And through your salvation, got to meet your spouse. And, and God gave you a great wife and, and given you five beautiful children. And then uh, set you in a good church. You couldn't ask for a better pastor than uh, Kirk Cordell. In my opinion, Brother Cordell is a, a great man and a great pastor. Yeah. And he's so, one of the one of the biggest reasons why I'm, you know, I'm not anybody. But what we're doing today, he really took his time and effort into grooming me. And yes, he didn't uh, sugarcoat it. I mean, he just let me know this is what you need to do if you're going to do anything for God. Yeah, and that's brother. That's how brother Cordell is. He is, he's a straight up guy, and uh, mm-hmm. so you, you're fortunate to have a good father-in-law. You really are, and a good pastor. And so uh, today we never got to talk much about his about your ministry, really. But I know you've preached uh, uh, all over the globe, all all over the country, all over the states, and and I know you've been off far out as California. Yes, sir. And you've been very far east, south, and north, and a little bit so, of everywhere. Yeah, God's, <laughs> God has blessed you. I still haven't caught up with you, though. But that's good. I'm glad you're, <laughs> you know, because really some people, they just want to stick around and, yeah. you know, one little area. And and I'll tell you something else. I, I think it's good for people to go and preach to other groups, other fellowships. Like, I'll give you one. I don't want to take too much time. This is your interview. But, like, the first time in a church that you're very familiar with, and uh, the church at Blackwoods, Kentucky, where Brother Lloyd Bailey's mm-hmm. pastor. Now, uh, the first time I preached for him was, once again, it, it was 1973, 50 years ago. And uh, for Brother, that was Benny Grizzle. Brother Lloyd wouldn't even save then. And I was preaching there for Brother Benny Grizzle. And I talked to Brother Grizzle at that time. He didn't, he didn't preach anybody that was any were connected to any of our groups that we fellowship. Uh, I was the first one took Claude Ely down there to preach. I took Brother Stacy down there to preach. I took Oscar Oakley down there for his first time to preach. And I took countless others. Uh, Wendell Pittman, who they dearly love, who just went on to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Brother Pittman was preaching my homecoming of my first church when I was a grand old age of 25. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Brother Pittman, they come up to my homecoming 
uh, to sing uh, Brother Grizzle in the church. And so uh, they met Brother Pittman. And Brother Pittman asked me for their phone number. And I gave it to Brother Grizzle. So therefore, it's how he got in. But I said all that to say this. You know, I, I preached for them when they really wasn't in right. any of our movement as we know today. They were holding us, but they wasn't in any of the circles we're in. And uh, I, I've always wanted to try to branch out and reach out yeah. and preach places, uh, Brother Austin, that everybody and their brother hadn't been to a thousand times. Like I heard a guy say one time, you're just preaching in a burnover over field. <laughs> Every advance of the country's have five revivals there. And, you know, and I appreciate that. I, I feel like that you would do just like me. You would preach yeah. where everybody had, or you would preach for someone where nobody been if they'd allow you to preach the truth. Yeah. We've tried our best to go. I promised the Lord when he called me to evangelize, I told him, if you'll help us and open the doors, I will walk through any door you open. Yeah. Whether they've got two people or 200. And we've tried our best to do that. And we have. We've preached revivals to four and five people. Yeah. And also to several hundred. So, yeah. you know, God's God's really been faithful to do that. And he's opened doors, you know, from places coast. you probably never thought of. No. no. Or, or maybe not have heard of when you first yeah, started. That's exactly it. There's some places I've never even heard of till we got there. And the doors open so many different ways. Sometimes... Somebody hears you online. I've even uh, no no feather in my cap, but I've even told told folks, you know, I'll, I'll get my own hotel, I'll get my own sure. site. You know, yeah. I, God will take care of me. What what you can't do, the next church will. Or, you know, and I've come to learn that God, He's got so many ways. Yeah, I mean, like there was a, a group out of Prince Edward Island, Canada, um, and that's a beautiful place. I've been there a couple times just on vacation, and. Uh, my wife read a book called Aunt Green Gables. She always wanted to go there. That's where it's yeah. at. And uh, a pastor up there, met a pastor up there, and he asked me would I come back and preach for him. And I don't know anybody that's ever preached for that church. I, I wow. don't know anybody. I mean, in our yeah. ranks. And uh, so they said, would you come? I said, yeah. And I went and preached for them. Like I said, I preached three islands in Hawaii, people I'd never thought of. And uh, all, all kinds of churches that uh, completely out of maybe, uh, I'd ask him, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? You know that guy? Right. Ain't no nobody. But I went ahead and preached for them because, you know, I felt like, hey, you know, maybe I can do some good here. Yeah. And some people, I think some evangelists get too comfortable only wanting to preach for certain churches and sometimes only for big ones. <laughs> if they only knew the smaller churches. If I only preached for big ones, I wouldn't stay very busy. And you know what? <laughs> a lot of times, you know this, I know, a small church or an intermediate church will sometimes meet your need financially yes, far sir. greater than a big church. The biggest revival offering I've ever got, it was 14 services, and I won't tell you the number, but they had about 18 to 20 people. Yeah. And to this day, it's the biggest offering I've ever got. I believe you, because some of those same things happened to me. And I think what it is that God honors a man and blesses a man if he says, I'm there to preach the gospel and get people helped and saved and, and so on. And I'm not there just, just so somebody will put me 
you know, on a church flyer somewhere. Yeah. Uh, or just so uh, I won't gain a reputation, but they're there for the real thing. And God will bless you. God always will. And yes, I do like will. that about you. I appreciate that about you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I've never, I don't know how else to say it other than I just want to go anywhere the Lord wants us to go. They don't even have to be the holiness church. Right. But uh, I, I know enough to know. I've been one where I promised the Lord I'll preach anywhere you want me to preach. And at that same that those same prayers I also said I'll also say anything you want me to say and sometimes that'll get you in trouble oh it will get you in trouble <laughs> and yeah. so uh but we've tried our best to do that and God's always been faithful to us there's a lot of oh I could tell so many stories just in three and a half years of provision where God's provided uh healings where God's helped and touched and moved in our bodies um, you know, my wife broke both her feet at the same time while we was on the road. You and God didn't instantly heal her, but I know God was moving in that because she was back on her feet in no time. Yeah. We preached a two-week revival and Flatwoods the yeah. week after she broke her feet. Yeah. And she never missed a beat playing her guitar and everything. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, God's really, he's really done a just a work in, in our ministry. And I'll tell this just because my wife probably wouldn't tell it. Um, but she was talking about in the last episode about Kelly, and she's not probably um, the average preacher's wife. Yeah. Um, as far as you would say, a lot of them, they play piano and they sing, and that's, you know, come sis. And I couldn't tell you how many places we've went where they automatically think she plays the piano. Yeah. Or they want her to play the piano. Or because Zach plays, they think she does. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because you wouldn't believe how many people thought Zach and Kelly were married. I know. I've had folks ask me. I've had folks actually yeah. ask me, said, you know, you know Kelly and Zach, right? I say, yeah, I, I do. And I said, boy, they're really good singers. How long have they been married? Yeah. I'm like, well, if they got married, that'd be a real problem. Uh, yeah, that'd be a real problem. <laughs> We've actually went places where I was a scheduled speaker, and my name was, you know, we was actually just in Savannah, Georgia the other day, yeah. and they had my name up as the scheduled speaker, and a bunch of people didn't know who I was. Yeah. They knew who she was. Yeah. And so when we walked in together with all these kids, it was like, we thought she was married to Zach. <laughs> oh. And so it is funny. Yeah. But she was always very, you know, she would be outgoing like in this setting. But in church, she was very shy. Yeah. She'd hide behind Zach. She'd hide behind her mom. And so when we started evangelizing, it really was tough. Yeah. It was tough because she she can pick around on the piano, but she is a phenomenal guitar player. I mean, a phenomenal one. <laughs> and I want to I want to interject. He's not kidding. The woman yeah. can play a guitar. She plays electric and acoustic and the bass, um, but her her main instrument is the electric. But she has since then done very good on the acoustic um, for our for our ministry. And she will bring out the electric if there's other musicians that'll help. And so it was really a battle because she's like, I am not packing in my guitar to all these churches and setting it up. That seems so prideful. Like, I really am something. But at the same token, any musician knows you can't just play everybody else's stuff. It might be out of tune. It might be junk. It might be really expensive. You don't want to mess it up. You don't know what. I mean, you'd spend the whole service putting it how you want it. And so she needed to have her own amp. Yeah. and her own guitar and have it ready. And uh, finally, we go back and forth, and she's like, I just ain't singing. 
I said, Kelly, everybody in the country knows you sing. Yeah. You've been on PFYC. Yeah. You've been meetings. Everybody knows you and Zach. You have to sing. Yeah. You're going to be asked to sing, made to sing. Yeah. People like you, Brother Dave, are going to say, oh. Kelly, come on. You're not going to ask. Yeah, I do. I said, you have to. But she just, she was so backward. And finally, and I know it sounds bold, but you just have to know us. I said, Kelly, shut up. Yeah. I said, you ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. I said, I'll pack that pink guitar in. Yeah. I'll set up your pink cord and your amp. I'll I've, do I've it. I saw you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I will pack every bit of it in, and then I'll come back outside and I'll help you pack the kids in. And I said, all you got to do is get up there, look pretty, smile and sing. <laughs> I said, I'll tear it all back down. You ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. And so we started doing that, and it really clicked. Yeah. And so she started singing, and she was embarrassed for a while about doing that. But I'm telling you, and not just because she's my wife, but people all over the country have just been like, oh, my goodness. We ain't never seen a woman do that. Yeah. We've never, I mean, they just love it. Yeah. And, and so much that a lot of people, they won't even play instruments with her, and she wishes they would. Yeah. But they'll just they'll just sit there and listen to her, and she sings like an angel and plays that guitar like that, and it's really been just a, a huge help and boost to the ministry. So we're not the, the average team, but you mentioned Flatwoods. Brother Lloyd Bailey said you all are a team. He said you're different than anybody else, Yeah. but that doesn't mean it's bad. So I, I appreciate that. But she's really the Lord's really, the Holy Ghost really has come on her, and uh, you, I know you can even tell you knew her more more than I have, longer than yeah. I have. She has really came out of her shell. Yes. And uh, I'm telling you, she'll she'll pray for folks now. She'll testify up a storm, and she'll have something to say, a scripture ready. And I got tickled at her last night because we sitting there getting ready to get up, and she said, "Hand me your Bible real quick." <laughs> I mean, she wants to have something to say and yeah. really wants to help people. And I, you know, I was thinking even last night, I thought, wow. If this had been five or six years ago, yeah, you, you couldn't even get her to say, I'm thankful I'm saved. And uh, so God really has really moved on her. Now, does she play left-handed or not? Am I wrong? Um, I thought, I've never really seen her do that. Okay. I, I, I was thinking, maybe, I, I guess I'm wrong. You know better than I do. But I was thinking, did she? Or she does, can. I've, I've not really seen her well, do may, it. Does she, there's something a little different about her, her acoustic. It's a little bit shorter. Okay, than I mean, your normal something acoustic. Short, uh, something different about it. Yeah. Now, when she plays acoustic, she sometimes has a electric hookup to it. Yes. Right. And I'm gonna tell you right now. You have to in a lot of a lot of churches. Oh, I know. And we bought a Fishman amp from Guitar Center. Yeah. And that that little that little thing, I bought it because it was small. But that little thing there, it'll it'll blow your mind. What it that can do. That girl can flat play that acoustic with that electric <laughs> hookup. I, I was sitting there last year, and I was like, man, she's better than I even remembered. Yeah. She and, gets better and better. And of course, and your preaching is better than I remembered. <laughs> but when you do more, when you preach a lot, you, you get better. Well, you was talking about my father-in-law. Um, when I told him I was called to preach, he already knew I was. You yeah. Know, you know how pastors are. He's yeah. just waiting on me. He right. couldn't tell me. I yeah. had to. And I finally, I couldn't take it no more. And I called him or texted him or something. I said, I need, I need to see you in your office. So he knew something was up. He yeah. said, "He said, is this good or bad?" I said, "I don't know. You tell me." <laughs> yeah. And uh, at the time, he he only had one other preacher in the church, and he had he was up in age and very sickly, and and so really yeah. he couldn't use him because the man was uh, just dealing with a lot of health problems, yeah, and he right. did every once in a while, but he really didn't have no not a whole lot of help, and so he you know he it was good. Yeah. So actually, when you took him to Hawaii, 
I hadn't preached ten times, and he I preached for two weeks at the church. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but anyways, he told me he said you got to read the Bible all the way through, all the way through. You can't get up and say you ain't ever read that whole Bible. Yeah. And so he said you read that Bible all the way through, and I'm I'm being as honest as I can, Brother Miller. From that day, it took me ninety days to read the Bible. Wow. I started. I read. I was two chapters shy of reading Genesis on my first day. Well, you were and I worked ten though. hours yeah. that day. You were serious about it. I, I worked ten hours that day and still almost read Genesis two chapters shy. Wow. In the first day, I was very serious. Yeah. I knew I had a calling, and uh, I'm, it's it's unreal the feeling that I had in that. Yes. And uh, there's a whole lot of things you can say about starting to evangelize. God really moved, and we sold our house to a a couple in the church and we bought a trailer and uh just god really moved in that but he my father-in-law told me he said you need to study yeah and i I really i still feel like i don't know a whole lot but i didn't feel like i knew anything at all yeah i mean i knew sunday school stories yeah i mean i didn't feel like i knew anything and so i really and i don't say this braggingly i say this ashamed i say this being ashamed after being raised in church but I would come home after work. I'd eat, I'd eat dinner. My wife would have it waiting on me um, as a good wife. And I would eat dinner, and I would go in there and study three or four hours yeah. until almost midnight. Yeah. I honestly, and I hate to say this, but I studied way more than I prayed yeah. because I just felt like I didn't know nothing. Yeah. And I studied, and I'd go in there for eight, ten hours on Saturday and just study and read. That's all I'd do. Yeah. I did that for a long time. Yeah. And now it really set a foundation to where it, yes. it really has helped me evangelizing. Oh, absolutely it will. Yes, sir. Well, I know that uh, uh, you sure can't tell about hearing you preach now. You, you're a very knowledgeable preacher, and uh, God God uses you. I think a man could study the Bible for 100 years and still barely scratch the oh, surface. Yeah, yeah, you'll never. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. But I'll tell you what. I, I just think... I'm proud. I'm proud of every evangelist we have on the road, and uh, we don't have as many as we used to have. We used to be uh, so many full-time evangelists, and now there's there may be way more than I know, but I don't know of that yeah. many really. I don't and, either. And I'm glad you're out there preaching uh, and going across the country. I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but my prayers is with you and. And I'm proud of you, proud of Kelly, proud of the work that you guys are doing, both of you together, and uh, and your ministry. And I mean that from my heart. And you are my friend. I appreciate that. And I'm that. glad to have you as a friend. I believe I could call you at any time and ask for prayer, and I'd have it. Yes, sir. And I appreciate that so much. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we go? Nothing that sticks out other than, I mean, there's a lot of things I could say. But yeah, right. Just follow God. That's right. That's Sometimes right you'll pray and you feel like the heavens are brass and there's no answers, but God does have a plan. You know, you, you'd uh, done some podcast episodes for us um, and you talked about, you know, healings here yes. and then God didn't heal there. Yes. And we don't understand everything. Sometimes God will speak right now and then sometimes he won't at all. Yeah. But we have to keep seeking God and the only reason I evangelized is because he told me to. Yes. And not only did he tell me to, but I told my pastor I will never buy a truck and trailer and leave this property until he tells you to. Yeah. So we both knew it was the will of God. 
And he told me I'd rather lose my right arm than lose you all. Yeah. But I know it's God's will. And I'm a pastor. I guarantee you he meant that. Yeah. And so I had to know that he knew it was God's will. Every evangelist that's left our church to evangelize, it's, it's broke my heart as well as thrilled my heart. I was glad right. he was doing something for God, but I just wish, I wish they could have stayed with us. He was very involved. I yeah. Mean, very we uh, we both wore several hats, if yeah. you will, and so it was. Uh, but God moved and God filled those hats there. Yes. And now we go home sometimes and feel like we wasn't even missed. <laughs> oh yes, you were. I was the pretty much the main drummer of the church, and my spot was filled in like weeks. Yeah, right. Um, a great couple and one one kid came, and he was like fifteen, and I mean zealous for the drums. Yeah. And uh, and so he filled my spot, and now it just sometimes you just feel like you're not even missed anymore but it's, it's but all god's are. plan you are god it's just moving, god so. moved you somewhere he needs you worse. you gotta follow his voice yes. don't make a move don't make a move until you hear from god and that's one thing i've always tried to tick uh tried to uh, stick to and i'll yes. leave you with this you study samson's life samson went through three women yes made a lot of decisions but you read samson's life he only prayed twice he prayed when that's, he was thirsty and he yeah. wanted water. Yeah. And he prayed at his death that God would touch him again. Yes. He never prayed about the first woman. He never prayed about the second woman. He never prayed about the third woman. He never asked God's opinion. He just took for granted yes. God's power. And then there was one day when he wished not that God had left him. Yeah. And his power turned into a performance. Right. And he never knew God had left him. And from that day on, I've when I really grabbed a hold of that and I realized Samson only prayed twice in his whole life. Yeah. I thought, what's, you know, he's in Hebrews 11. Yeah, right. God moved on him and God had grace. Yeah. But I don't want Samson's life. Yes. Samson's, the fall of Samson was his own God. And I know this ain't a, we're not going into all this, but God had already spoke to his parents that he had a plan for Samson, a road for Samson. Yes. yes. But everything in Samson's life was Samson's plan, not God's plan. Yes. And so I don't want to end up like Samson, and uh, I, I've always tried my best to always make a decision on what God said and not your feelings. Amen. And that's hard sometimes. It's hard, but it's true. It is true. You're right. I try, my, I try that to follow that myself, brother. I do. I, I want to do exactly what God wants me to do, and no more, no less. That's what I want to do. Some of the most trying times was when we were selling our house to evangelize. And yeah. I, knew we was going, I knew it was God's will. And my wife struggled with it, but she did too. God, because God just don't have to speak to you, and he speak to her too. Yeah. And, uh, but, and I'll say this in hush, but we would uh, get online and sell. We were selling our kids' toys. Yeah. They had just finished the nurseries. It was a trying time. And we would watch people come in the driveway and pick up my daughter's toys as she was in the window crying, wanting her toys back. Well, sure. But we couldn't take them in the trailer. Right. We would watch people bring, come get our couch and take off with it. Yeah. And my daughter was just little. She was like three years old, and she could not understand. Our house was basically being robbed of everything. Yeah. And we was trying to recoup some money and we was trying to evangelize. And, uh, you know, but I knew we was wanting to follow God's voice, but it, it surely wasn't easy. We was wanting to get a bigger house. Yeah, right. Not go into a trailer. But here we are almost four years later, and we're still in one trying yeah. to follow God's voice. Well, who knows? God, who knows? God may want you on evangelistic field for 20 more years. 
If time tarries, Lord help us. If time tarries, if the rapture don't take place, and who knows, God may have a church for you somewhere. We don't know what no, God sir. wants, but whatever. When you're in the ministry, it's a day by day thing. It is, yeah. Hey, I I did not want a pastor. I I promise you. When I took my first <clears throat> church at 25 years old, stayed there. I was 27. Five weeks later, took another church. Stayed there for 14 or 15 months. Came straight here. Straight here. One day in between. Been here almost 41 years. And uh, I remember I said, I'll never want a pastor again. I just didn't. I, but now, I mean, God's given me a pastor's heart. And I love this church. I love these people with everything in me. I still like to go preach. But there is nothing like Springdale Road Church to me. I mean, I think they're the greatest church in the country. And uh, I, I just do. I love them. And I guess every pastor should think that yeah, about their church. Yeah, you should feel that way. If you, <laughs> you know what? I, I don't like pastors run their people down, run their no. churches down. I've told different pastors, they've talked bad about their church. I say, you know, the best thing you can do is resign. You need to resign. You don't wow. need to pastor that church if you're going to run your people down. And I've told evangelists, they talk about how bad they was treated. I said, then if you haven't got faith to believe God, why don't you quit evangelizing and yeah. go do something else, you know? Well, <clears throat> there have been a few inc incidents um, throughout three and a half years that I thought, I don't care if I oh, ever yeah. go back. Yeah, well, now but that we do. To 250 churches, yeah. I'm talking about four or five. Right. And so you do the, you do the odds. Yeah. I mean, we've been treated, God's people have took care of us. Yeah. There have been a few places I've told my wife, one particular one way back years ago, I said, I will never go back there. I'm not preaching there. God will have to speak to me. And I had preached 110 straight nights, and I'm, I'm really going over again. But God spoke. God, I said, God will have to speak to me. I won't go back. And she said, well, don't say that. I said, I'm not going back. And I had preached 110 straight nights. I remember that exactly. Because <clears throat> that was a lot of nights. Yeah. And I was so tired. I said, this week, I'm not preaching nowhere. And I got down to pray. Me and her just got down to pray early that morning. And God showed me this pastor as plain as day. I seen his face come up before me. And he was saying, come and help us. You know, and I, <laughs> and I, I got up. I, I got up immediately. And I told Diane what God showed me. She said, you said you'd never go back. I said, I, I'm not. I said, God, to have to speak to me so plainly, which you already had. Yeah. But do you know, while I was talking to her, my phone rang. Oh, man. And it was that pastor. And he said, brother, I was just down praying. And God just spoke to me to have you come. I said, when? He said, can you come tonight? I said, yeah. And I went. You had to eat them words. I had to eat those <laughs> words. But, and God gave us a good revival. He really yeah. did. You know, they, uh, I preached three weeks. I had to move some things. I preached three weeks for that guy. And they gave me $48 and a collie dog. And I gave the collie dog away. That's the honest truth, $48 Shoot. for a whole revival. And I drove back and forth because they had nowhere for me to stay. It was Franklin, Ohio. You know how far that was. Yeah. And uh, so that was, it was terrible. Yeah. You was in the hole. I was in the hole the first couple of days. <laughs> but I went ahead. I preached that revival. And, and uh, 
you know, I never said those words again either. Never said them again. I have went so long. I'm so sorry to be on so long. But I just love having these interviews with you. And thank you so much for being with us, Brother Austin. I appreciate you asking us. Yes. And once again, get a hold of this good man. He will bless your church. So for PHT in the morning and Pastor David Miller, I just want to say, I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week.